The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. My sports themes at my funeral, I think. I think that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, right. All that, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Somebody says sports radio at a funeral. That'll be a hit, Chuck, LOL. I think it will be. Mm. Yeah, I think it will I think be. I'm not going to have one. No funeral? That's not, oh, yeah. That, that doesn't know. surprise me. I don't want to put my family through that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully it's not for quite some time for either one of us. You just never know, right? Just never know. Just never know. Uh, I saw this on a on a less <laughs> morbid thought. The Oakland Athletics. When is Major League Baseball going to take control of this organization? Uh, they announced a crowd of three thousand four hundred and seven oh during my. Tuesday's game, uh, which was a walk off win over Cleveland. Okay, uh, attendance that day. Uh, for uh, AAA games, 11 teams had more games, more people attend their game than the A's did. 11 AAA teams. That's crazy. Four, four had twice as many fans as the A's. Um, they have the league's lowest payroll at uh, $56.8 million. <clears throat> uh, they continue to trade away or basically cut their most expensive players. Uh, long been rumored to be moving. Uh, Las Vegas seems to be the... the What's light. taking so long? Let's get after Yeah, it. right, right, right. What's taking so long? You know, it's like, it just, it's it's terrible. And the... They're just saving their money right <clears throat> now, so when they move into their new house, it's already paid for. <laughs> You know, it's actually wouldn't, a really smart business decision when you think about it. Wouldn't that be nice, yeah. That you don't have all that debt hanging over your head when you move. Right. Yeah. You, you think, you know, getting the, that kind of attendance is going to help? Well, they get all the, the TV money from Major yeah. League Baseball. So mm-hmm. I, I'm willing to bet they're still operating under budget. And they're, they've been trying to get a new stadium deal done uh, there in uh, the Oakland area for quite some time. And... Uh, have have not been able to get it done. It's cost Oakland. It's cost them the Raiders. Um, it's a it's about to cost them. Heck, it cost them the uh, Golden State Warriors because they've they've moved across the the bridge now to uh, to San Francisco. Even though they're still the Golden State Warriors, they're not in Oakland anymore. Um, and it's about to cost them the A's. And maybe they don't care. Maybe they don't care. Sure doesn't seem that way. No, it doesn't. It doesn't doesn't seem that way. So that. That's a that's a thought. Um, the, uh, the the big I, mean, I don't know how big it is. It's big for some, but uh, the Masters starts today. Uh, is that appointment television for you at all at any point in the weekend? No. Okay. No. I, I think it's a big deal for a lot of people. I think it's probably one of the most. I mean, if you were listing off, I don't know, five t- top most loved sporting events by sports fans. I would think the Masters would make the list. I mean, you'd you'd probably go Super Bowl number one, mm-hmm. but I feel like it seems like a uh, lot a lot of people really really love the Masters. Even casual golf fans like yourself, yeah, the Masters is a big deal. You know, I used to watch a lot of golf. 
Um, but you know, I'm kind of down to the U.S. Open and and the Masters. And the thing I like about the Masters is, you know, I feel like even though I've never been there because I've watched it so much, I feel like I know the course. You know, I feel like. And they make they they've they've made changes to the course. They've lengthened the course. They've, you know, but I mean, there's still Amen Corner. There's still, um, you know, 17. Where unfortunately, Ike's tree has been was struck by lightning a few years ago, and uh, they called it uh, the Eisenhower Pine. There's the Eisenhower Pine up along the left side, named for the former president who wanted to have it taken down because he could never a shot there without hitting the tree. But uh, the board members of Augusta said no to the former president. And so it's fondly called the Eisenhower Pine. I loved that story. I tuned in for that story every year. Ben Wright would always it's tell it so well. It's interesting that you choose to tell the story in the Bill Murray voice. Mm, I was trying That's... to give my Ben Wright voice. <laughs> What were you catching, Jeff? Were you catching Ben Wright or Bill Murray? I was catching someone who was clearly bored watching a television program. <clears throat> that's what I was catching. Oh wow! No, I mean that's just you know you got to talk in your in your golf voice. Yeah, yeah we that, go to we go to seventeen. Well, that's different than what you were okay. just doing. You okay. were you were totally doing the Bill Murray. I Bill was, Murray. Okay, well I wasn't trying. I was trying mm-hmm. to do Ben Wright. And as I sit and listen to the show, I have to wonder. About a tree. This <laughs> is gonna take a while. No. <laughs> anyway, and then and then on eighteen, you know where they're supposed to hit the tee shot. I, I don't know. I just I, I I love watching the Masters. Uh, my uh, my brother and uh, his wife went to the practice round the other day. I haven't talked to him to see how it went. Um, so my, and my other brother has been as well. So my nephew used to sell the merch. Used to sell merch there at um, at Augusta. It was one of his college jobs. He would go there and be in charge of uh, selling selling the, uh, the merchandise there at one of the tents, and that was that was pretty cool for him to to get to do. It's cool. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. So anyway, so anyway, I, I would I'd like to do that. Uh, this uh, I was fortunate to go to the Masters about six years ago. Incredible property. It's the prestige at all. I think high uh, honor of the game is held in high regard in a generation typically that condemns exclusivity. That is exactly what makes the Masters special. I mean, they don't allow cell phones on the course, Jamie. You, uh, you I, I don't know if you can even take pictures on the course with your camera. I think you can, but you can't take your cell phone. You have, basically, you have to leave it at the gate, or you have to leave it in your hotel room, or leave it in your car, or whatever. Can't, and I think, and that's that's highly policed. Uh, the other thing that they've done this year <clears throat> is they intentionally excluded Greg Norman. You know, he's uh, in charge of the live golf movement. And um, those those guys are allowed to play. The live guys are allowed to play um, at the Masters. And they've planned this celebration if one of them wins it behind 18 and to wear their live go logos, et cetera, et cetera. They've, but they've, they've not invited Greg Norman. He never won. Um but uh, they don't want the distraction. They, the quote was, we did not extend an invitation to Mr. Norman. The primary issue and the driver there is, I want the focus this week to be on the Masters competition on the great players that are participating, the greatest players in the world, which by our decision in December, we ensured that we were going to honor and be consistent with our invitation criteria. That came from the uh, 
Augusta National Golf Club chair, Fred Ridley. So I, I, I love that. I mean, because Greg Norman would try to make a shamakery of it. He would try to make it about him. Um, and then he says this, funny enough, I haven't been invited as a major winner. I was always before, but they only sent me a grounds pass last year and nothing zilch this time around. I'm disappointed because it's so petty, but of course I'll still be watching. But he's only been there twice in the last 10 years and once worked as an analyst for, for a radio group. So it's not like he's. So he doesn't need to be whining about it. No, he doesn't need to be whining about it. And he he was a runner-up three times and choked it away once, at least once, which is kind of what Greg Norman did. Uh, Somebody says this going to the Masters is on my bucket list. Somebody says this airport level security screening just to get in the gate. Wow. I think I would really enjoy it in person. Yeah, I do because you get a lot. I mean, and from what I understand, Jimmy, I mean it's. It's uh, not for the faint of heart in terms of walking. A lot of hills. Mm-hmm. So you get your you get your steps in. It's good. Are you still monitoring your steps every day? I don't ever monitor my steps. I monitor my distance. Are you still monitoring your distance every I, day? Every day. Every day. Okay. Do you have a little chart, or do you keep track of, on that? Write it down on a calendar. Yeah, really good for you. Yeah. Okay. All right. 6.40 this morning on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. This day in sports history is next. Uh, As I had just gotten up, Chuck, I had the same thought as my kids used to say, old people wear me out. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. I think it is. Oh, you think it is? Okay. I think it is. We're going to take everything as a compliment today. Today is compliment Mm -hmm. Thursday. Mm -hmm. Just made that up. This day in sports history next. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Morning Drive, time for this day in sports history. Today is April the 6th, 2023. Here's Jeff McGuire. Going to do you a favor today, Chuck. Going to start in 1941. Okay. okay. <laughs> the 8th exactly. US... Exactly why is that a favor? Chuck hates when I go back before like 1900. I don't hate it. Nineteen hundreds, like in the. It's not as familiar with the nineteen hundreds. Well, that's why we're here to learn. I mean, you can't learn if you already know it. True. Nineteen forty-one, fourth. Excuse me, the eighth U.S. Masters tournament took place at Augusta National. Craig Wood wins his first major title, three strokes ahead of runner-up Byron Nelson. Oh wow! It's the Masters' first wire-to-wire champion. Hmm. Nineteen seventy-three, Yankees Rom. Ron Bloomberg becomes the first designated hitter. Yeah. He walks. Is it Bloomberg or Blomberg? Uh, Blomberg. Blomberg. Blom. Yeah. Yeah. 1977. And he walked. How exciting. Yeah. No. Bloomberg. I think it was Bloomberg. Was it Bloomberg? I think it was Bloomberg. I think Jeff had it right from the beginning. Yeah, I can't remember. Bloomberg, yeah. 1977 in the Kingdom. Seattle Mariners first game. Mm-hmm. First game in the Kingdom. Lose to the Angels seven to nothing. Okay, <laughs> that's a famous building. It was the first game played there. Yeah, I wonder who started that game for the Angels. I wonder if that's a. I wonder if that was a Nolan Ryan game. Could have been. Nineteen eighty-seven middleweight world boxing championship bout. Sugar Ray Leonard upsets marvelous Marvin Hagler at the Caesar's Palace in, in Caesar's Palace in Paradise, Nevada. Now that was a good boxing name. Yeah, I loved Marvin Marvelous. Who? Marvis Marvel and Hagler. I loved him. Who? 
Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Finally got it right. <laughs> it's a hard one to say. It no, is. I'll say it ten times fast. No. No, don't do that. You might ten times fast. You might pull a tongue hamstring. Mm-hmm. 2002, in the 155th Grand National. Here we go. Eight-year-old <laughs> and 20-to-1 shot, Blind Dare, ridden by Jane Colty and trained by Nigel Twinston Davies, wins by one and three-quarters lengths from What's Up, Boys? From What's Up, Boys? What's Up, Boys? Mm-hmm. That was, that was the name horse. of another horse? That was the name of the other horse. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Are you? Are we just trolling Chuck at this point? I think so. It was a twenty to one shot, and I got to say, "What's up, boys?" In- What's up, boys? Is <laughs> pretty up, boys? pretty entertaining horse name, though. Uh, twenty nineteen, Virginia beats Auburn on a buzzer beater, sixty three to sixty two, to advance to the national championship game. Mm. Michigan State ball to the left of their goal. Winston Tier drops it up where it's grabbed by Tillman. He'll lob it out to Winston. Catches, dances right, separates and shoots for three. Strong rim high rebound. Brandon Francis and the Red Ray. Can dribble it out. Dreams, more of them coming true. Two, one. The Texas Tech buzzsaw continues to slice through competition. The Red Raiders will play for a national championship Monday night. That also happened today in 2019. Yeah. That's a good day. That was a great day. It was a good day to be a Red Raider. It was a great day. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I, I still it's still amazing, you know, that Auburn advanced because, um, you know, the West Virginia kid that was fouled and hits three free throws there at the end of regulation, uh, that was that's pretty amazing. It is National Burrito Day. Mm. A person that uh, Chuck Hines is very familiar with her work, Candace Cameron Burr is forty-seven. Beret. Paul Rudd, fifty-four. Why are you very familiar with her? She's on the Hallmark Channel all the time. Oh, okay. She's the she's, she is. That's fair. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. probably on right now would be be my guess. Some kind of uh, some kind of Easter movie, you know, where you know some guy comes, you know, back to the small town and yeah, we've we've, yeah. we've we're, we've, all, aware. we're, we're all, all aware. We're all aware. We're Every, all aware. Every, you're, you're not the only one that's figured it out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Everybody we, we in America we has figured it out. We don't, you can walk in any the difference, of those. Yeah, the difference is some people like, okay, I got this. I've yeah, seen enough. Yeah, right. And the other the other side is like, oh, I got this. Um, I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to keep, keep watching. watching. I'm going to yeah. go outside and rake some leaves. I mean, in fairness <clears throat> to all of them, there are lots of shows that I will watch that I know it's about to happen. Still enjoy watching. Well, there's a lot of sporting yes. events that get watched, too. They're like, okay, I feel like I know what's going to happen here. They're going to drive down and kick a field goal. Usually against my team. Uh, also, Paul Rudd, 54 today. Mm-hmm. Zach Braff, 48. Billy D. Williams is 86. Tim Hasselbeck, 45. Bert Brylevin, 72. And Brent Boone, 54. Hmm. And on this day... Best in- uh, Chris Berman name ever. Bert, be home by 11. Be home by 11, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Yeah. Chuck New Kids on Knobloch. Yeah. Three Blind Whites. Burt Blylevin, man, that guy, he could throw the baseball. Well, he was a pitcher. I know, so. but I mean, he was really <laughs> good. good. I mean, he went deep it's into games, too. But he went deep into games, too. It's just like if you were facing Burt Blylevin, you're like, okay, good luck. Burt Blylevin, better pitcher than Nolan Ryan. 
I don't know. I, I don't remember him ever being a superstar while I was old enough. Okay. So I'm going to look up his stats. I'm just going to tell you. He, I will tell you this. He he has a better win-loss record than Nolan Ryan. <clears throat> okay. Well, that that's important. Go ahead with your. I'm just waiting for the chat line to explode. 287 and 250 with a 331 ERA. Okay. 287 and 250. All right. 287 and 250. What was Ryan? I'm getting there. What was that ERA, Jamie? 331. Mm-hmm. Over how many seasons? 324, 219 with a 319 ERA. Mm-hmm. I'm a little off there. Uh, I mean, I bet the percentages are. I mean, the win loss is probably about the same. So it's, it's really a, close. Three twenty four and what? Two nineteen. Two nineteen. No, three twenty four and two ninety two. No, two ninety two. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought he was closer to five hundred. Yeah, Nolan almost lost three hundred yeah. games. Yeah. yeah. So now we're gonna rely on you to do the math of it. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to figure this out? Sure. For go, us? go right ahead. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Well, well, while you figure you out some math, you keep talking, Jeff. <laughs> 1917, two days after the U.S. Senate voted 82 to 6 to declare war on Germany, the U.S. House of Representatives endorses the declaration of war by a vote of 373 to 50. The United States formally enters World War I. Mm, WW1. And that is this day of sports history. Okay. 324 divided by 616. So... Technically, uh, Bly Levin was 54% and uh, Nolan Ryan was 53%. Uh, and Nolan's ERA was a little bit better. Yeah, and, and he had the seven no-hitters. Um, which is phenomenal, but again, which is means on that day he was really, really good. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I, I think it's impressive and I think all of those things, but I don't think – I mean, it's like he was awesome on any given day, but yeah. that just means that he was bad on other days. Yeah, if his record ended up being what it was, so um, they both were obviously great. You you could you could probably make the case for either. Yeah, and I think the thing I think it's it's hard for me to be as hardcore black and white like you were mm-hmm. when I look at those numbers, especially when Nolan's ERA was lower. Mm-hmm. But. Um, I'm sure you could make the case for either one of them. Well, Blylevin, I mean, he just, uh, man, he just, uh, he was just, just threw so many darts. He he, had, he spent a little time with the Rangers, uh, spent six years with the Twins, a year with the Rangers, a couple years with the Pirates. He won a world championship with the Pirates and then with the Twins, back with the Twins in 87, then finished up with the Angels. Uh, the, the thing about Ryan was he played on some really, really good teams, I mean, those, those Angel teams in the 70s were really good. Those Astro teams in the 80s were really good. Now, the Ranger teams in the 90s weren't. Um, but they, they could just never get over over the hump. I always felt like – I felt like with the, either pitcher, when they were pitching against you, that your your odds of winning weren't very good. I just felt like, from from my standpoint, I think Blylevin, to me, was more consistent over time. But that's, that's just me. And okay. for some people, they're going to say that was heresy. But – that's just kind of how I see it. <clears throat> um, Robert says, "How many bad teams was Nolan on? Just really, just the Ranger teams. But the, even even some of those Ranger teams were pretty good. But he just he faced stiff competition, 
in the seventies against Kansas City and in the eighties against Philadelphia with with Houston. But those those Houston Astro teams in the in the eighties for for them not to at least make an appearance in the World Series, criminal, especially with the with the pitching that they had and the Pirates that they ran into a hundred times. It felt like. Well, they ran into the Phillies in the for the. You know, in the, in the, and the pirate, they ran into both of those teams the, like a buzz in the championship series. Yeah, yeah. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning, Jamie Lynn, Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. We uh, are open to anybody, so you uh, feel free to hit us up and uh, access us through the Double T ninety seven three mobile app, presented by Happy State Bank. Pepsi Man says this. Uh, good morning, guys from Lubbock, Texas. Okay, what the heck? North Dakota could have a baseball team, but Iowa State cannot. LOL. Yeah, we've we've been down that road many times. You know, I there's nothing that's more offensive to me than I'm sure you've you've had this happen to you, no matter where you live. But Jeff, you're from Houston. Okay, I'm from Central New York. We all live in Lubbock and love Lubbock. We love living here. Correct. Okay. There's nothing that's ever been more offensive to me than, or if like you tell somebody where you went to college and their <laughs> response is, oh, sorry about you, you know, oh right. man, sad for you, whatever. Right. Okay. I choose to live somewhere because I love it there. Right. If, well, I, if I didn't like it here, I would leave. Right. I'm right there Okay. Mm -hmm. So for anybody who's, and I'm sure anybody who's ever lived in Lubbock and loved Lubbock has had somebody say something to them. We're like, oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Lubbock. Oh, geez. You know. Stuff like that. And you just want to throat punch them, right? You yeah. want to kick them right square in the gut. Okay. I, I Just, you know what? Figure it out, people. Somebody lives there. They probably like it there. It's not a nice thing to say, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to do a little bit of that now. I mean, why do these people live there? It's <laughs> April and it's snowstorms. <laughs> There's probably, probably some guy here in uh, Fargo doing if the morning show. If there was show a guy going. from Fargo in here right now, I would not say these things. Right. Nobody from Fargo is listening. It is April. Know. Right. And your baseball team can't fly out of town because of a snowstorm. Right. And they're again, they're used to snow It can't there. be that beautiful in the summertime to make it worth it. I grew up in central New York, and it was a beatdown. Yeah. There is nothing worse. October to March, yeah. April, with snow on the ground, it comes, it Constantly. goes, and yeah. all that. It's a beat now. I'm so happy to live in the South now. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have relatives over the weekend that sent pictures of the beautiful snow on their backyard, in their backyard. I mean, and uh, we were, I was heading to the Tech baseball game. I want nothing I, of that. I'm like, what yeah. in the world? So, yeah. Okay, so all those people I talked about wanted to throw a punch. <laughs> there was somebody in Fargo hanging out right here. I wouldn't say it to them. Right. I'm saying it to our fine, fine listening audience sure, right. from all over the world. The one that know Lubbock, Texas is a great place to live. <laughs> That's right. But I'm like, when I heard yesterday that there was a blizzard there and the bus couldn't get to the airport and they couldn't fly out, I'm like, oh, those poor people. Yeah. I mean, that's like a way of life. Yeah. It is April, Chuck. But it's a way but it's a way of life that just speaks to how much snow they have because they're again, they're used to this. Oh man, and I think about those those college baseball players that, you know, hey, I'm getting to go play college baseball and that's great and I'm like, oh man, what I mean, who comes to their games to sit in this kind of, that kind of weather? Yeah. You know, I'm sure it's not always a blizzard. I get it, but mm -hmm. it's April. <laughs> It's, it's not early February. Right. It's April. Right. 
Right. So, no, I'm with you. I'm huh? such a hypocrite. Huh? I just I just wanted to point all of that out. I'm One of my you. buddies lives in Montana. They had enough snow this year that he was literally snowed in. Like his front door was completely covered. When you opened the front door, all you saw was snow. snow. And oh. there was a little mark where the door handle was. Yeah. He made it his backup refrigerator. Yeah. He, like, wow. I've been there. I, I don't know that it would cut it would cover our door, but you'd be able to It'd be three quarters of the way up. And really? yes, you could stick a can of Coke in there and it'll stay cold, cold for you. Mm. Why you just don't keep it in the refrigerator, I don't know, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. if given the opportunity to use the world's air conditioner, yeah. why wouldn't we? I just, man, I, I, again, it's hypocritical, but I just, I feel bad for those people. <laughs> I do feel bad for those people. <laughs> I mean, it's like, and I'm sure it's fantastic in the summertime. I'm sure the weather's, mm-hmm. you know, low 80s and the, sure. it's beautiful there and all the above. Um, I, I get all of it. I'm sure it's got its beautiful parts, just like. Yeah. We think Lubbock has its beautiful parts. Well, here's but, a here's a yeah. message from the chat line. Sad sack. Born in Lubbock, still live here. Lubbock is bad. I'm mad. I'm married and stuck here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm sorry about you, man. Man. Maybe. I, I mean, you know, Lubbock to me is like, <clears throat> it's it's like your wife or or your brother. There are some days where you just like, like you're so furious with them, right? Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like, man, I, you know, like the last couple of days with the wind, it was like just such a beat down, yeah, right? right? You're like, I can't stand this. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. But you don't want to leave. No, you don't want to leave. You don't want to no. leave. You you know it'll pass. And mm-hmm. it's like you fought with your brother as a kid, right? right. Man, I can't stand this dude. I never want to be around this dude. Right. But, I mean, now that you're older, you're like, man, man, thick as thieves, right? You'd do anything for them. Mm-hmm. You know, your spouse, you know, certain days, like, the last thing I want to do is talk to that man or that woman, right? <laughs> right. I want nothing to do with them, okay? There's also the I but am But you're alive. also, like, extremely appreciative of everything they do for sure, you and, right? and what they've meant to you in your mm-hmm. life. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the way I feel about, I'm sure it's up for everybody, not just Lubbock, but you're like, certain days, man, this place is a beatdown. Yeah. This wind just literally blows yeah but yeah you don't want to leave there's also the listen i'm allowed to criticize my city yeah i live here sure you don't get to criticize my city no no that's That's not how this works that's fair uh a couple things from the yates flooring center chat line this morning again this is compliment thursday jamie is fun and entertaining this morning someone get jamie a snickers he's sounding like a diva Which part? Their, their summertime only lasts six weeks. That that would that <laughs> that'd be bad. Uh, wife and I graduated from tech with BS and MS. Left, but made it our mission to come back to live. A year ago, we moved back and couldn't be happier. Well, welcome back, yeah. Tyler. Yes, same same with my wife and I. We we moved away and got married and couldn't wait to get back. I I just moved here and uh, not just, but I mean, I moved here. Okay, and. Uh, n- n- they won't let me out of town, and then nobody else will accept me. Okay. We definitely will not let Chuck leave. <laughs> yeah. The I'll authorities the, also say that he's not allowed to leave. <laughs> I'll trade the spring wind for summer humidity anytime. Okay. We could get a little humidity, though. I, I'm, a little. I'm okay without the humidity. If we were I, somewhere around the 15% mark, I think we'd all feel a little bit better. I will trade some humidity if we can get rid of a little bit of the wind. Yeah. It really affects tennis, which is a problem yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. 722 this morning here. 
uh, on the morning drive. Uh, North Dakota has has the blizzards in April. We have year-round haboobs. Okay, uh, baseball. Let me ask you this. Do you, and this is a kind of a Captain Obvious question, okay, but, but, but not really. Do you think the mentality or the mood or the kind of the thought process of this baseball team would be a little bit better if you just won one game in Austin? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, it would feel different. Yeah, I mean, it would feel j- different. Even though you would lose the series, just mm-hmm. just I mean, at that point in time, you'd you'd flip your your Big Twelve record around. You'd be it's, five and four, four instead of four and five. It's just such a. I'm not a player or a coach, but just being around the team when it's happened, it hasn't happened a lot. Mm-hmm. It's just a psychologically demoralizing thing when you get swept. When you get swept, yeah. And maybe yeah. you compound that when you get walked off, yeah. too. Yeah, prob- probably so. Twice. Yeah. yeah. The last two days. Yeah. there's it's So I think it would feel different. And, of course, there's also, I mean, from the fan base, it was against what most consider your biggest rival. Right. And so you hate that even worse. Right. Right. And then, uh, I mean. Then you, you add to that with the loss against New Mexico, and then you add to that with. What, but then you win two or three against uh, TCU, and you're yeah. But even walking out of that, I don't, I don't know about you, Chuck. But even walking away from that, it was uh, it's hard to not um, be hung up a little bit on the fact that you you gave up a lot of runs. Oh, I know, I know. You That's the thing. A lot I mean, of runs. You, you kind of pitching's kind of important in baseball. Sure. And right now, you're not pitching well. Right. I mean, you you win twenty to sixteen, but you don't. I mean, it's like okay, well, you yeah. kind of feel a little dirty yeah. about it, right? Yeah. None of us. Are, I I don't think. Uh, I mean, I mean, I think everybody's excited about you won two out of three. I don't care how you did it. Sure. It's TCU. You hate sure. them. Right. It, all those. It things. got emotional on Sunday. Mm-hmm. All the above. You wanted to win that series, and you're happy that you won that series. But I don't notice everybody being as as excited about our offense as they are worried about our yeah. pitching and defense. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. 725, Jamie's got a question for all of us uh, next here this morning on the Morning Drive. Robert says this, Lubbock is the best place that I have lived in. Lubbock, when I lived there, had a small town feel in a big city. I think it still does, and I think that's what's been attractive to me uh, over the 30-plus years that I've lived here. So uh, I'm glad to be here. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. Okay, uh, what you got for us today? All right, Chuck, Jeff, and our fine listening audience. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask a baseball question today. Okay, shock. I don't usually do that. No? Okay. You, you really don't. Now, sometimes I feel like, you know, that's a little bit, it's it's too hard, but I'm going <laughs> to. I, I, I think you protest a, a bit too much about my baseball fandom sometimes. Well, somebody did mention the name of our ballpark today and you thought it meant death, so. <laughs> Fairness to me, it, it was all caps, R.I.P., <laughs> I thought, thought it just meant rest in peace. And you, I did, I made you laugh. So somebody I mean, was talking about taking their radio to the rip, right? 
And you thought it meant to the grave. I did. I honestly did. Because it was, again, R.I.P. was in all caps. And usually when I see R.I.P., I just glanced down at it. And that was my first reaction. I glanced down at the text line, saw R.I.P. in all caps, and they took their radio. Oh, okay, they're going to take their big radio fan, their big uh, baseball fan. They're going to take their radio with them uh, in, to, to the grave with them. And that's that's where I went when my little pee-picking brain there. Connected all those dots. And I'm gonna take my radio to the USA. I was the I was the only one that connected all those dots like that. And sometimes that's kind of how it is. Mm. Your baseball mm. question, sir. My baseball question to you guys today: Who on this team, if they're gonna win a Big Twelve championship, mm. <clears throat> who on this team? You can give me one. You can give me two names. Okay. Do you feel like needs to step up? Step up. Be a bigger factor than they've been than so they've far. Been. Okay. You know the the. I don't know if this is fair to say this. The 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 first guy's name that comes to mind is your Friday pitcher, Brendan Girton. And and the only reason I say that is I feel like, I feel like that he. And and maybe even Molina too, to a degree, need to pitch deeper into games because, so far it just feels like that you've put your bullpen in such a tough spot and your hitters in such a tough spot that you're battling to come back and you're not always going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Jeff? Fair. And this is hard um, because I don't – I also realize the competition that they have faced with regards to the Big 12, the, the Big 12 schedule at this point in the season. And there's a lot of teams that are going to struggle against Texas and TCU and Oklahoma State. But I'm going to go perish in this. Um, he's been okay, but if you want to win a Big 12 title, you've got to win those third games of the weekend too. You've got to start sweeping some people out. Yeah, a lot of times it's going to be the decider as to whether you yeah. win a series or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been okay, <laughs> but we're talking about taking a step up. Mm-hmm. And needing to be better, mm-hmm. I think those are two good answers. I really do. You guys went with two uh, weekend starters as of right now with Gurton and Parrish. I, I definitely feel like Gurton um, needs to give you more length in his starts and um, just give you a better chance. He really got smacked around pretty good. All those defense didn't help him out a lot this past Friday. Still, he didn't look great. Um, you know. Trendon's a guy that you're just looking for something to solidify on Sundays. And so you kind of know everybody's roles and what, what you're going into. Um, I was just thrilled with Trendon's performance of the second, third, and fourth inning the other day after it looked like the the first inning was going to get out of control and he mm-hmm. only gave up three. I actually am going to go to the bullpen. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going with two right-handers, Andrew Devine and Josh Sanders. Um you know, these guys have been around a while, and the natural progression, you know, what do I tell you guys all the time about freshman pitchers? Don't give up on them, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the truth of the matter is Devine was phenomenal his first freshman year, the COVID year. Um, but then since then has had plenty of ups and downs. Josh Sanders had been, it felt like, making a progression forward um, leading into this year, but then it's it's been pretty inconsistent this year too. So those are two guys that are, are juniors, and, and if you go back to the progression of how you look at pitchers, it, it's, you know, 
it's usually this time that these guys really settle in and start yeah. to be just, you know, real studs for you, whether they're starters or, or relievers or whatever. And um, they they just, in, in my opinion, haven't, haven't been consistent and haven't taken that next step forward. And, I mean, it would be a difference maker if they were able to do that. So I, I'm going to look at those two guys, you know. Brandon Beckles, he's a great example of, I mean, Beckel was a guy as a freshman and sophomore that you were like, man, he's got a big breaking ball. Oh, I wish he could throw a strike. Okay. Now the dude's an absolute stud for you, right? I mean, we've seen it time and time again. With, he learned how to throw the strike. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ryan Sublet <coughs> was like, oh my gosh, this guy can't, couldn't, you know, find the strike zone with a GPS as a freshman. Oh, wow. Yeah. I okay. like that. That's right. Did and, you use that in a baseball game? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Analysis with hack. Okay. And what's well, going on, Jamie? I don't know, man. That guy can't find home playing with a GPS. I think Hacks would fall out of his chair. Maybe and then the booth. How, how good was Sublet as a junior? I mean, he was mm-hmm. just complete money for you, right? And these guys haven't quite made that progression for whatever reason. So, uh, and I feel like the stuff's good enough for them to do that. So, those are the guys. Those are two guys that I look at that say. If you're gonna, you know, take that next step, that's, you know, those are the guys that really um, need to give you a little bit more. Um, you know, the Bo Blessy situation. We could we could mention just injured guys, right? Because sure. I think Dylan Carter's going to come back and be a big factor for you at some point. But that won't be till May, right? Yeah, I mean, it's another. Hey, can I interject just for a second and sure. ask you a question mm-hmm. with regard to the because you you bring up the bullpen. Somebody brings up Tracer Lopez off of the infield, and I. I I understand that. Again, I, I was I had him in my brain. I was going to say that, but he but he's a freshman and he's just getting going. But I but I realize you're 30 games into the season or 29. But my question is going to be to you: the the when you say um, the guy that you said for uh, Sunday, who did you say you said? Um, Trendon Parish. Tr- Parish. Jeff did. Jeff did. So when you when you look at Parish in per se, the the pressure that he faces on Sunday because. Gurton or Molina didn't get extended enough into the game, so therefore you're using up arms. It it puts even more pressure on him. But then I look at the pressure that the um, infield gets put under because the pitchers aren't getting ground ball outs, or they're taking forever, or something, or or you just you you walks or whatever. I just wonder, does it all start there with the starting pitching for for everybody in that? If the pitcher is a little cleaner in what he's doing, the the infielders are on their toes a little bit better. Maybe there's not as many errors, and then you're not using up bullpen arms, and then you're not putting your Sunday Sunday guy in a spot where, man, it's like their pressure is on him. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a team, and everything affects every every aspect of it affects another aspect of it. And you're right about the starting pitching. Would that help? And um, you could also flip to say, well, if you're if you were playing better defensively, then your pitchers wouldn't feel as much pressure. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was you asked uh, in the six run second inning or whatever on on Friday night, you asked Brendan Gurton to get five outs, and that didn't go well. Yeah. Okay. Um, Generally, so, it doesn't, right? Yeah. So let's make some plays defensively, make some better decisions in the field because it's not all about fielding. Sometimes the decision making um, has been poor, and um, let's be better at that. And so all those things affect everything else, right? Yeah. You know, when your pitchers dominate, your hitters feel more relaxed. Yeah. Okay, don't feel like, oh, man, I got to hit a five-run homer here to get us back in the game. Um, 
yeah, all, all those things. Maybe starting pitching when your bullpen's awesome, your starting pitcher feels a little bit more relaxed because he knows he's got help behind him. Yeah, well, whatever. Sure. Any of those things factor in. I, I mean, the Tracer Lopez comment off the chat line, if we're talking defensively, yeah, that's probably fair. Six uh, errors so far this season. I, I think you could throw Bazell in there as well. Is They need to clean it up defensively. But, boy, Tracer, almost 500 at the plate in Big 12 play, hitting 346 for the season. I'll take that from a freshman. Yeah. 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 He's, he's killing it at the plate. Could he's, we also say every pitcher holding runners on? Yeah, we could definitely say that. Spe- I, I, especially I feel like from it's a little bad base. to say everybody, but yeah, yeah, everybody holding runners on specifically. Yeah. Or help, just don't let them get on base. How about that? <laughs> can't win if they don't get to first, Jamie. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. They can't can't steal if they're heading right. back to the dugout. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey, good morning. 8.15 this morning on the Morning Drive. Thank you for being with us today with Jamie Linton, Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Take your thoughts, comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double97.3.com for that. The mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Uh, we get this with regard to kind of where we are from a football consumer confidence right now. Uh, it's only been one season. Slow your role. Okay. I guess, I mean, my my answer to that is what, it depends on what your role is. Because yeah. I, I think if you're like, we're the best program in the Big 12 Conference, <clears throat> I, I think you are rolling too heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, but I think if you think where I'm at is we're going to finish in the top half of the Big 12. Actually, better than the top half because we, we have extra teams now. I think you'll t- finish in the top four or five. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I, and I, I think, you know, I think just from a program question standpoint, I, I think that you feel better about your program in general than what you did two years ago at this point in time. You won more games. Yeah. Uh, This uh, last football season was fun. Previous regimes, blah. We get this way too high. We get this way too high. Going to be a big letdown when we are a better team and still seven and five. Okay. Well, I... I, Not an easy schedule. It's not an easy Mm -hmm. schedule. Is it crazy for me to say... That even being seven and five next year still shows improvement for how you have been in the last decade, because you're you're not losing a step like we have seen so many times previously, where you would win six and then win four. One step forward, one step yeah. back. Kind of I, I I can see what you're saying there. I think I think there's some I think there's some sense about that. And we always look back to the Mike Leach era as as the best time for Texas Tech football. You had a lot of teams in there. They're going six and six and making a bowl game and winning the bowl game big, right? You're seven and six, or you know, maybe seven and five and lose the bowl game to be seven and six kind of <clears> concept. <throat> and we all loved it because we knew we were going to a bowl game. If that were to start again today, I think we'd all be okay with that as a base. Like that's where we start. We start being bowl eligible and go up from there. Yeah, you can't build a base off one season. Yeah, the the other thing that's going to be interesting is the the schools that you're not playing uh, versus the schools that you are playing when it comes to Big Twelve. I mean, you're not playing Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, okay? The schools that you're replacing that with, you know, BYU and UCF. How much how much better than they are they going to be this year than Oklahoma and Oklahoma State? Like, because 
for instance, if Oklahoma goes out and blows everybody away and they're ten and two or whatever, eleven and one, you're going to go, man, I'm glad we didn't have to face them because right. because if you let's just say if you beat both of those two schools, UCF and BYU, you feel like okay, well then that feels like we did better than what we would have had what we potentially would have done against Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, possibly. You know, but then you've got the you know, the, the nemesis of, of K-State on the schedule, which has proved to be a, a team that you just can't beat over the last few years, no matter who the coach was, mm-hmm. no matter how much of a lead you had at halftime. Um, so it, it, I, I, I get it. I just think, I, I just think that... I just am not hearing people that I think are just way over the top. I, I agree with you. That's where I was just getting ready to say, is that I think it's, I think it's very measured right now. I think people are... Are bought in. I think people are just happy that there's not drama. It appears from the outside, you know, that I'm sure there's some drama, but there's doesn't appear to like nobody's got to win like the Houston game to keep their job or anything like that. This feels like it feels it feels like it's maybe supposed to be like normal. I mean, and that's what you kind of certainly hope to get. And maybe it feels a little bit like it's. I don't want to compare him to baseball because it's it's too soon to compare him to baseball. But I mean. It's like you're not worried about your baseball program in terms of just falling off the cliff, right? You you know that you've got a lot of confidence in, because of what Coach Tadlock and his teams have done over the past 10 years. Yeah, and you the, hope to get to that spot with football. Yeah, read the chat lines during some games. Oh, I, do. <laughs> yeah. I do. I don't think you do if you don't think that people think this guy is falling. No, I do. I, I do, but I also... There was uh, a couple during last weekend that, that said that... Um, uh, Tim Tadlock needed to take um, l- go to Joey McGuire for lessons on how to coach. And, oh, really? Uh, I didn't see that one. <laughs> now, I will also say I think Joey McGuire is a great coach. I think Tim Tadlock's a great coach. I don't, I don't think either one of them need to go to either of them to learn how to coach. No. Okay. No. I, I mean, if there is something that okay, this I don't know if I can say this without it coming off not how I mean it. If there is something that I think the program right now, people have legitimate expectations, okay? And that's great. I, I don't think they're over the top. I think if there's something that's over the top, and I don't think it's a negative thing, it's the love for Joey McGuire. Okay. I, 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 I can see that. Yeah. Okay. I can see Acting that. as if. He's a coach that's never made a mis- coaching mistake and will never will. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's coached one year of college football. Yeah, as a head coach. Yeah. No, okay. I, I, I think that. I think that's fair. Because I think if we went back and looked at it last year and remembered our emotions and our feelings and our thoughts from last year, mm-hmm. there were plenty of times where we felt like there were mistakes made. Yeah. No, I think you're okay. Right. I think I'll you're speak right for about. myself. That's the way I felt. No, I think okay? you're right. I think. But right what I loved about last season. As I felt there was progression mm-hmm. in the coaching staff, specifically where decisions were made, and I feel like they learned from their mistakes as the season went along. I think we've seen coaches here at Texas Tech and the football coaching staff in recent years that have, haven't been able to or have refused to try to learn from their mistakes. And I think the other thing, too, is adapting to your personnel. You know, hey, our personnel may not be able to do that. So we're gonna we're gonna That's exactly we're, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yep. We're, so we're gonna make a change here and yep. we're gonna we're gonna coach yep. to our to our level of ability. Yeah. You know? That more than anything has me confident in the coaching staff moving okay. forward. Uh Pepsi Man. 
Pepsi Man, Pepsi Man, Pepsi Man. We are fully aware of you, brother. Uh, he wants us to have a – can you talk to Coach Tadlock and see if we can get a Tech baseball helmet instead of a football helmet during baseball season? I'll see if we can pull that off. Talk to talk to your people over there. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. Talk to your people over there. And then I'll, I'll see if we can get a basketball during basketball season. Get a basketball helmet. Well, get a basketball. Okay, what, <laughs> which size do you want? Do you want the women's size or the men's size? Women's size. Okay, we'll get that. Because it's smaller, it would look better on the... Won't take up as much right. space. It makes much yeah, space. It's a massive difference. I'll get a T and we'll come in here and put it on there. Okay. <laughs> uh, Syntex I'd just be happy if we could get some rubber cement to fix the bottom of the helmet. Well, hey, you side. have the ability. Uh, what, do you need some glue money or what? Tell me. I what mean, you just have to go get it. And yeah. like it it's <laughs> one of those things I keep meaning to ask for and keep forgetting to ask <clears> for. <throat> okay. Mm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, some fans have uh, expectations as high as the top of Mount Everest and are going to be cranky and disappointed if we don't win the Big 12. Yeah, I think that's... that's yeah, I, th- I think when things go well, I mean, it's just our human nature, right? To think mm-hmm. they're going to keep going well and they're just going to keep progressing mm-hmm. in the right direction. And it's a desire to be happy. Right? Sure, right. I mean, if things are going well and you're like, nope, they're going to fall apart. That's what you call a Buffalo Bills fan, okay? <laughs> the desire, the desire should be to be happy, okay? Mm-hmm. And so just keep going forward with that. That's that's typical of human nature, I think. Yeah. Well, you Unless what, you're a Buffalo Bills fan. Well, you know what to do with yourself if the Bills. I'm not make worried it. about it because I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you were about to spout out there. Okay. Yeah. That was not. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, our friend Dutch says this. I said last year football was going to be exciting. Get ready, because I feel this football season will be even more exciting. Wow. It was exciting. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah. There's no. There's no doubt. There is no doubt. Uh, this my role is that everyone jumped the gun on Cliff after one season, actually half a season. Okay, that's that's somewhat fair. I, I think. I think it is fair. Um, I just think there was more meat to the bone. Or meat on the bone, I should say. This past year. This past year than, yeah. than the Kingsbury era. And I think a lot of that is because of the um Because you play wins. better defense. Yeah, and the, and the wins that you had. Well, I mean, <laughs> you start off 7-0, and, 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 then, and then you started playing teams. And then you went. Yeah, you had a five-game losing streak. You had a five-game losing streak, right, right, right. Uh, 825 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Take your thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. We will have... Um, Astros baseball for you this afternoon. They play in Minnesota uh, against the Twinks. Oh, no, that game is canceled till tomorrow. Sorry, today's Thursday. They they postponed that game because of weather, so they're going to play that tomorrow. Mm. Uh, we'll have friendship baseball mm. today against Odessa High we were, School. We were too worried about getting the rubber cement that we forgot to change the schedule <laughs> in here. And then we'll have uh, Lubbock Cooper softball today. The friendship baseball game will be on Sunday 97.7. <laughs> Uh, you can download the Oldies 97.7 app and uh, get that if you're uh, out of town. Uh, we'll have Lubbock Cooper softball today against uh, Lubbock High School. That'll be at 6.30 tonight on 100.7 score. This has been the Morning Drive podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.